0: Hey everybody, it's Sam with West Virginia Overtime, and I have been telling you that I wanted to do this podcast for, I don't know, about a week or so, and kind of been hinting about it on uh, West Virginia Overtime's Facebook and Twitter page, and I've been getting some comments about some articles that I have posted from other writers and everything, so I'm really hoping that... This podcast um, doesn't upset any of you guys. I know that some of you will agree with it. Some of you are going to disagree with it. I just hope it makes everyone kind of think. Because West Virginia is getting ready to start their three-week practice period today, as I'm recording this on July 6th. And I think we're all wondering what's going to happen. You know, some of us are nervous and scared. Well, not because practice is starting, but because of COVID-19 concerns. I think there's a lot of coaches out there that is really wondering what's going to happen if one of their players, a member of their staff, um, their assistant coaches, or themselves get it. And a lot of us out there know that Preston High School's coaches and all their sports got together and decided to take a break from the strength and conditioning period that we just had voluntarily, um, because they had some players that were in their county that tested positive. And then most of us heard last week that one of the Sissonville High School football coaches, Tested positive, and they also came together and made the decision to stop practices for the remainder of the week. I'm not real sure if um they're starting back with strength and conditioning this week or not. I know they don't start phase three until July 13th. But I guess what I wonder is, what happens if more test positive. I mean, over 150 Division I athletes in football alone have tested positive since they came back for voluntary workouts this summer. And that's just the ones we know of. Because there's several schools out there that have stated that they are not giving out any information on positive test results at all. So, I mean... We, we're pretty sure there's more Division One football players that have tested positive, right? I mean, there has to be. And when you think about it, what about all the other sports that we haven't heard of? I mean, all of them also came back to, you know, work out this summer. You know, the girls' basketball team, the volleyball team, the track team, all of them also came back. So we haven't really been hearing about them test positive. So, I kind of turned to the pros for answers on what can West Virginia do? Well, the NBA was going on when the sports world just stopped turning on March 13th because Rudy Gobert tested positive. You know, he was the one that thought COVID-19 was so funny that He touched all of the reporter's microphones when he was being interviewed and then later found out that he tested positive. But anyway, he's came out and said that his taste and some of his sense of smell are just now finally coming back. All of his sense of smell still hasn't came back yet, and it's been four months. So, is COVID-19 a lot more serious than, you know, kind of what we thought? The NBA has decided to develop an isolation bubble at Walt Disney World. But, of course, they've got to get to that isolation bubble COVID-free first I mean, we just heard the news on Friday that the Milwaukee Bucks had to shut their practices down. Now, the NBA is entering their bubble for practices July 11th, and their season's supposed to start on July 30th. The players have to test negative, and then they'll enter into the bubble and start practicing. It's my understanding that they're wearing the ring that WVU created, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, I believe it's the A- Awara ring, um, and it's supposed to take their temperature, their pulse, see how they're sleeping, um, there's something else, there's another factor, that, that ring test, and it's supposed to let people know if their symptoms are getting worse. But I don't know. I mean, so much for turning to the NBA for help because all of our high schools and middle schools can't afford that ring. And we can't create a bubble for our athletes. Yeah, no matter how many of you parents out there would enjoy it after having them home for the last four months, you would love to send them for, to a bubble. I know. But we don't have a place to do that, and who wants to not see their kids for a while? So what about Major League Baseball? Well, they tried in June to try to do some voluntary workouts in the Florida spring training camps and in the Phoenix, Scottsdale, Arizona Spring training camps. Uh, The Houston Astros did theirs in Houston. And I think, what, only seven out of 30 had players or coaches that tested positive before. On June 19th, Major League Baseball decided just to shut them all down. Well, then we all know that they proceeded to argue about the number of games in the season before finally deciding that it was going to be 60. And they decided that they would start the season up again on July 23rd. So, they're not really any help. So, I kind of turned to professional wrestling. Yeah, I know, it's not a real sport. But the two biggest promotions, WWE and AEW, they never shut down due to COVID-19 reasons so now how did they do that because when you look at them they went on two totally different paths wwe decided to play ostrich and stick their head in the sand they decided it would be enough just to take the temperatures when The wrestlers or the staff came in and asked the wrestlers a set of questions about their symptoms like, Are you running a fever? Have you been running a fever? How do you feel right now? Well, then back in March, an interviewer that interviews the wrestlers backstage, who was later found out to be Kayla Braxton when she announced it, tested positive. Well, then some wrestlers decided... Oh, WWE is not doing enough to keep me safe. So they booked it out of there. Roman Reigns and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and a bunch of them said we're out. We're we're not playing this game. Well, as WWE continued, people in the wrestling community and even the wrestlers themselves started complaining and screaming for WWE to actually do testing especially after they allowed fans into the tapings without masks and the wrestlers were saying hey you've got to keep us safe but we're going home to our families and you've got to keep our families safe so vince mcmahon with wwe decided to do actual testing And it was found out that over 20 WWE employees tested positive. A lot of them were asymptomatic. So all they were doing, they didn't know they had it and were walking around basically giving it to each other. Now, one of them has admitted That she tested positive and that she had it and she did have symptoms and she went through a bad period, she said, for about three or four days. And that was Renee Young. And she went home to Nevada and checked out. She's still self-isolating. But some of them weren't symptomatic. But like I said, because they didn't know or had, you know, didn't have a clue, they were giving it to other people. Well, AEW decided to do something different. Tony Khan, whose family runs the Jacksonville Jaguars, owns AEW. And he decided with all the different things that the NFL were talking about, that he had to do something more with AEW and that his employees and employees families deserve that so they had mandatory testing before every show every wrestler and every person that was going to be either at that taping or that live show had to be tested and if you didn't test positive then you got a bracelet for that day, and you weren't allowed to leave the cleaned premises of where the show was taking place. If you decided to leave, and from what I understand, there were a couple of them that did decide to leave either the first or second time to go get lunch, and when they came back, they were told, you got to get tested again, you can't come in. So, they decided that was the way they were going to try to keep people safe, was they were going to test, they were going to do temperature checks, you get a bracelet, you get to come in. If you test positive, you're told to go away, we'll see you in two to three weeks. Well... Two, I think it was two weeks ago, one wrestler, uh, QT Marshall, for those who are familiar with AEW wrestling, called AEW and said, hey, I'm back home in Georgia, and a friend that I've been hanging out with has a friend, so a friend of a friend, tested positive. AEW didn't want to take that chance, and they said, You've got to self-isolate for two weeks, pass a test in Georgia, and then you can come back to Jacksonville, Florida, and we'll test you here. So they are being really stringent about this. So is testing the key? Well, President Trump states that the reason that numbers are up is because We're testing too much. We're testing all the time. Well, yeah, it's true that because we're testing more, your numbers are going to go up. However, you can tell whether it's getting worse or not based on the percentage, not based on the total number. So me breaking it down... Real simple, using very low numbers and numbers that I can do math with. So, for instance, if the first week you test 10 people, two of them end up being positive, well, then your percentage number is 20%. So, if on the second week you decide oh, we've got more tests, let's test more people. So you test 20 people. Then if your percentage is the same, you should have four people or less test positive. However, if you test those 20 people in the second week and eight of them test positive, then that means your percentage went up to 40%, and it's getting worse. So what or where West Virginia was, we were at 1.3%, and Governor Jim Justice bragged about it. I mean, he was so excited about us being low. And from what I remember, we were one of the lowest in the nation. Well, this weekend, we hit 3%. Don't pay attention to the total number. Pay attention to the percentage. Then, from what I understand, today, July 5th, we hit 4% at 5 p.m. So it's getting worse here in West Virginia. Now, before someone out there hears me and says, well, 4% isn't a big deal, that's a really low number. It's not like 50%. Well, okay, let me break that down for you. West Virginia's population... Is 1.8 million. So based on 4%, 72,000 people have it. We may not know that they have it, but statistics say that about 72,000 people in West Virginia probably have COVID-19 right now. They may be asymptomatic. They may not know they have it. They may not want to get tested. They may think it's the flu. They may think it's a cold. It may or may not get worse. But out of those 72 people, we have a probability of 3,600 of them may die. Well, let me tell you, I don't think any of us want anyone to die from it. And if we can stop that one person from dying, I think we should try. I don't know. I mean, I heard the numbers this evening, and COVID-19 has spiked by 100 cases in Mongahelia County, which is where Morgantown is, since Wednesday. So, in four or five days, they've had 100 cases. And over this weekend, 10 restaurants in Morgantown alone had to close due to workers or patrons testing positive. To me, it's clear that the bars and the restaurants opening up for inside dining and drinking is a lot of the cause of the spread because people can't wear masks when they're drinking and eating. And they've shown that if people would wear masks, and that means everyone, it lowers it. WVU's basketball team, it just got shut down for two weeks because five basketball players and one staff member tested positive. So they're missing out on two weeks of practice. The thing that I wonder is what happens when all the students come back to college from all the other states whose numbers are a lot worse than us. And they're asymptomatic, but have it and are spreading it. I mean, the dorms are going to be a virtual breeding ground for it, and they're going to spread it within the community who are going to spread it within the state. And it's not WVU. I mean, it's WVU, it's Marshall, it's State, it's UC, it's Shepherdstown. It's all of them. And it's going to be happening throughout the nation. It's not just going to be, you know, West Virginia. They've said asymptomatic people that have COVID-19 are the most dangerous because they can give it to others without even knowing it and then researchers are finding out now that even if you don't have a bad case you can still develop other issues sometimes even months later they're finding out that your gastrointestinal gastrointestinal tract can be affected your liver your kidneys remember we've only been dealing with this for about six months we have no clue the long-term issues we don't even know what causes some people to be able to get it again and others seem to form uh, an immunity remember earlier when I was talking about pro wrestling And I said the announcer backstage for WWE. Got it in March. Kayla Braxton. Well. She just tested positive for it. A week ago. She's got it again. For the second time. So. Things they touted. A month ago. Have been proven wrong. Because they do more and more research. Or. They're finding out that studies and what is being said in China, when we try to duplicate it here, we can't duplicate it. And so then it can't be scientifically proven and it's not a fact. So there's so much about this. We we just don't know. And see... I conducted an unscientific Twitter poll on West Virginia overtime, and I asked four questions, but the one I truly wanted to know was, if your child plays any sports, have they had an actual COVID-19 test, not just a temperature-only check? Do you know that most of the people that actually answered the poll on Twitter said no? Their child hadn't been tested. Some people even wrote in comments or wrote to me in email and said, why would I have my kid go through that? They don't have a fever. Well, because you can be asymptomatic. And you never know. Especially... If you have been on vacation to a hotspot, a place that's having problems controlling it. So as a comparison for my own benefit, I chose a high school sports Facebook group to ask the same exact question. Do you know I was expecting basically the same results? I didn't get them. The high school sports Facebook group that I asked that question, if your child plays sports, have they had an actual COVID-19 test? Almost half of their kids had been tested. So they truly knew that their kids didn't have COVID at the time they were tested. So again, is testing the answer to keep us safe in sports in West Virginia? But then that leads to, if we test, and the players or the coaches end up positive, what do we do? Now, most of you act like this is an easy answer. You just have to self-isolate for two weeks and be done with it. Well, do you? See, I've already heard one coach that I know Say, my players play with the flu. This is just like the flu, so why can't they play? Especially if it's an important game. Well, can they? Can they play? Should they? Should they play? Let's think about that. See, if it's a volleyball player, and a coach feels that way, Oh, and just for your benefit, it wasn't a volleyball coach that said that. But anyway, see, if it's a volleyball player and a coach feels that way, do you realize by allowing that positive tested player to come into practice, they can affect their 10 to 15 teammates and the coaching staff? And then, do you realize that in West Virginia, that volleyball teams may play more than one team in a night? A lot of them usually do. So, this one positive player could affect two, maybe three, other teams. Now, I'm not talking about tournaments that they have on Saturday, but just a regular volleyball night in the state of West Virginia. They could affect two or three other teams because... One coach thinks, uh, eh, they play with the flu, they can play with this. Well, that could be inf- affecting 30 to 45 players on those teams. So, we could possibly have anywhere from 45 to 60 players infected because one coach made a decision to let one player play Because they were important games. And all of those 45 to 60 players go home to spread it to their families. Who then go to church and spread it to their church. Or go to school and spread it to their school. But, you know, let's take the other side of it. Same volleyball team, same player. Remember... In West Virginia, in volleyball, they play more than one team a lot of times. So, the coach says, you tested positive. you got to sit out and you've got to self-isolate. Well, that means that player could miss 9 to 12 matches in a two-week period of time. Can you imagine a top team in the state going on a 10-match losing streak? Can you imagine how devastating that could be to that team, that community? But, of course, everyone always wants to think about football and always wants to talk about it. So, let's talk about it. In West Virginia, if a couple players... Have to self isolate and miss two to three football games, then that means their team could actually miss the playoffs. Or they could get a horrible seed and it cost them a run at the state championship because of, you know, the bracket they get in and the road they have to take. Now, I know all of you out there that are hearing me are saying, Now, Sam, there's no coaches out there that wouldn't even attempt to play that player. Because of their health, their health is what truly matters. I can't even believe that you're talking about playing a player who's positive or encouraging a player not to take the test. Really? Yeah, it's nice to think that. But come on. Really? You believe that every coach in the state of West Virginia, high school and middle school, in every sport will follow that? You and I both know that there are coaches and parents who don't think COVID-19 is a big deal. And they will play him in a heartbeat. They won't even think twice about it. They'll rationalize it by, oh, the player won't get a scholarship if they don't play. Uh, it's a big game. We've got to win. Or I had a losing season last year. I can't I can't lose that much this year. I might lose my job. Or oh, the player's a senior. He won't get to play again. Or we need them. They're our leader which means they're our star player, and on and on and on with all of the different rationalizing that coaches make. I'm willing to bet you there have been teams in West Virginia that were practicing or lifting during the time the WVSSAC told them not to be. I'll bet you there's at least one that has been doing more Than strength and conditioning. In the last couple weeks. I'll bet you. There's probably a football team out there. That's been passing. Or been practicing blocking, A volleyball team. That has been working on bump setting. You know. There will be at least one. Breaking the rules set forth. In the next three weeks. In phase three. And there'll be a football team somewhere in pads and hitting before the date that's going to be allowed in August. There isn't any SSAC staff going around to catch them. They don't have enough staff. They rely on the coaches to do what they're supposed to do. And they hope and pray that if they do something wrong, that either the parents will tell on them or a rival team will. But how are they going to know whether a player is positive or not? I mean, think about that. If a player at Parkersburg is positive, how is Parkersburg South going to know? If a player at Parkersburg is positive, how are the other parents going to know? They're not going to get turned in. And the coaches know that. The funny thing is, is when you sit down and think about it, I've seen middle school coaches. Yes, I said middle school. Play players who shouldn't have been playing. Either because of injuries or because they broke team rules or because of their attitudes. Do you really think that if they won't set a player down because of an injury or because of an attitude that they're going to set them down because of the flu? Remember, there's a lot of coaches that think COVID-19 is just like the flu. Do you think it's going to make them stop and think, don't play a starter? See, I really hope that I'm wrong about our coaches, because I surely... Don't pretend to know what to do about COVID-19. Should we play? Should we move it back? Should we cancel? I don't know. All I know is I want my sports back. I want them back for our kids. But selfishly, I want them back for me. I miss sports. And I miss high school sports. I miss seeing all of you on West Virginia Overtime telling me scores, bragging about your hometown heroes or your sons or your daughters. I miss rooting my home team on in all of their sports. But I'm going to be honest with you. I just don't know about it. I'm worried about their health. I know one thing. If COVID-19 shows us anything about West Virginia sports, then it's going to be, it's going to show us the character, the morals, the ethics, and what our coaches and some of our parents truly think about a player and their health. Hopefully, I think they, I hope they put the player's health, the team's health, and everyone in the community's health that could be affected by that player first, and they set them down, and they make them self-isolate. I really hope it happens. And I really hope that I'm coming back to you this time next year telling you how proud I am Of all of our coaches in the state of West Virginia, both high school and middle school, in all sports, and how they controlled this, how they made them wear masks when they needed to, how they kept everything clean, and how they set kids down that tested positive and made them self-isolate. I really, really do. But again... I just don't know, but anyway, as always, you guys let me know your opinions um write me at twitter, uh twitter West Virginia overtime, hit me up on facebook page uh, west Virginia overtime w v overtime or shoot me an email w v overtime at gmail dot com let me know what you think, like I said, you know. Have I made you mad? Do you agree? Do you not agree? I I truly want to know what you guys think. So, I will be bringing you another topic soon. I'll talk to you later.